This is Cheryl Moore, and you are listening to the Simply Jesus Podcast. Welcome to another episode of Simply Jesus. Um, I was so encouraged by the interview and in the um, the last episode with Jackson Williams. I've invited him back today. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yes, I'm so glad. Um, I really enjoyed what Jackson had to say about you know how you found Jesus and how you moved into a deeper relationship. So I thought we would just kind of talk um, more about that. Um, but maybe you could specifically talk about so maybe a few tools of how to get like to that next stage of maybe feeling stuck and then um, kind of moving out of that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that honestly is a big part of my story is a lot of times of feeling stuck. And um, I think that that's common for a lot of us. And one of the biggest things that I've noticed God used in my life time and time again is other people. Um, I think there's a lot to be said for the community that we live in, the people around us. Um, One of the things that I talked about last time was the feeling of just God being close, just his presence. And um, that's true when we're alone, but it's also true when we're with other people. Like, one of the times that I hear him speak to me the most is through others. Right. Okay. It's through my friends, my family, my wife. Um, and it's things that they'll say to me, not knowing like the extra weight that it holds. Right. And it's one of the biggest pieces of encouragement. And one of the things that the Lord has used time and time again in seasons where I feel stuck. Right. To essentially light the way Um, when I don't know what to do or where to go. He always seems to show up with a light bulb and oftentimes it's in the form of another person. Yes. I think, you know, our tendency when we're hurting or we're frustrated is to isolate. I mean, I know that I do that, but that's really the last thing I need to do is I need to stay in a community or just you know, go to that thing that I don't really feel like going to, yeah. you know, and just kind of show up. And typically I'm going to be encouraged by the others that are there, or at least they see me and then they see, you know what? Hey, Cheryl, you don't, are you okay? What's really yeah. going on? You know? Right. And that's such a powerful question too. when it's coming from the right person, right? Because there is the tendency in us whenever things aren't going well to want to isolate and draw back and, to feel like we can't show that piece of us to other people. Right. And sometimes it's hardest to show that to the people closest to us because we want them to think so highly of us. Right. But it's such a lie. Every single time that I have found myself being willing to be vulnerable with someone else, especially those that are close to me and love me, it's never met with, shame or I never regret it, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Right. It's always met with love and encouragement. And more often than not, it's met with some sort of like me too. Right. I totally get where you're coming from. I feel the same way. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, even if you do still feel stuck, you're not alone stuck. And then you don't stay there either. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's, um, 
I don't know if it's social media or just the age, you know, that we're in, but we do tend to keep so much to ourselves. Maybe it's because people can put on that persona, you know, it's the one Instagram picture, you know, whatever they think, oh, things in her life are going great. When in reality, we're we're all struggling or maybe, you know, today I'm having a good day, but maybe not yesterday. Um, And I do think we need to continue to reach out to people because we're, um, we really all are going through hard things and we can help each other. And, um, sometimes we're not giving other people the opportunity to help us, mm-hmm. you know, when we kind of isolate like that. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly right. Um, and it's so helpful and you never know what you being willing to do that is going to do for the other person too. Uh, Maybe right. they have something going on yeah. that they haven't told anyone, you right. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think the other thing is that sometimes we do this with God too. Oh, right. I'll speak for myself, I guess. Whenever I was going through really dark seasons, I would find myself isolating not only from people, but also from God. Like I couldn't bring my real authentic self to him that I almost had to like put on. Mm -hmm. If I was going to go to church, I had to put on a whole face. I had to like make sure I could have my act together and appear good. And sometimes I would do that just with God too. And one of the things that I think he's been really, really persistent in teaching me is that he just loves me. Mm -hmm. He doesn't love some version of me. Yes. And no matter what I'm thinking or feeling or what's going on, I can come to him with all of it. Right. And be completely real. Yeah. Um, I don't have to make it sound prettier. I don't have to make it sound more Christian. I can just be real with him. And he he really is a good father. Like he draws near. He wants to hear it. Um, he never leaves you the same way. Right. Um, and so I think if I could give one word of encouragement, even if it's like more of just a practical thing, it's, whatever's going on, whatever's on your mind, just like open your mouth and yeah. and share it with the Lord. Say it out loud. Right. Um, get it out of your head and say it to a loving father just the way that just the way that it feels, not right. the way that you think you should say it Supposed to God. Yes. You know what yeah. I mean? I think I've had just actually recently had an experience like that where I um, you know, I want to please the Lord so much and I don't want him to think poorly of me, but yeah, I make mistakes and I do things, you know, and so I found myself like you, um, maybe a different version of myself, you know, that, I, or I thought, oh, he's probably really disappointed in me. And finally, he, he kind of showed me, Cheryl, no matter what you've done, like Jesus is standing in front of you. And because I see you through him, you're perfect. And I'm like, well, I wasn't perfect yesterday. And he's like, I know. But to me, when I look at you through my son, you're perfect. So come to me like that. So I felt myself kind of, um, it felt like I kind of dropped all that baggage. And I just came before the Lord and I was like, 
okay, this is easier, right? Because I'm not pretending. And, and, you know, when you, when you pretend or try to put on a face, then it it kind of blocks that intimacy, you know? So as I could come to him just free, then that intimacy was just easier and it flowed. And he's like, isn't this better? Yes, Lord, I'm sorry. This (laughs) This is so much better. And then he just, same thing. He just reminded me, I don't love you because you're, you're going to do something great for me or because of what you're going to do tomorrow. I love you today. If you don't do one more thing for me, no matter what, I love you just the same. And sometimes I have a hard time embracing that because that's not really how the world loves, but oh, it's so freeing, you know? It is. It's so freeing and it's so refreshing. Yes. It's so refreshing, but you're right. What you've just said at the end sticks out to me. It's not the way that the world is. And so I think in a lot of ways, even though it seems like this should come naturally just to be real and be ourselves, it doesn't. Right. It takes a little bit of effort yeah. to be willing to say, okay, I'm just going to be completely real. Yeah. Um, but it's so worth it. Right. It's so good. Um, it kind of goes back to this community. Like if you had told, let's say you were, um, coming in a striving mode or you felt bad about something, but even if you just told your wife, like, I feel like I can't come to the Lord because of this. She would so lovingly say, no, 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 that's not how God sees you, you know, to encourage you back into that intimacy. Um, And I, I truly believe when I can feel God loving me that much with that kind of depth with, um, um, unconditionally, I really have the ability to love others that way. You know, it makes it, it really makes it easier because I'm not like, uh, have this whole scoring system, Mm -hmm. you know, it's kind of hard to explain, but, um, I really do feel like when I feel so completely loved by God, even in all my mess, it really makes it easier when people mess up because I just see them a little differently. Mm -hmm. You know, I just see them as just somebody who's trying, you know, and they're, they're going to make mistakes. People are going to hurt us. They're going to say things that, um, hurt our feelings or disappoint us, you know? Yeah, that's really good. That's really good. And it's so true. Whenever you can bring yourself before the Lord that way and what you receive is love and mercy, mm-hmm. whenever other people are willing to show you those parts of themselves, yeah, it's way easier to give them that same love right. and mercy as well. Yeah. That's yeah. good. No, it definitely does. Yeah. Yeah. There, you have any other tools that you were thinking, um, maybe when people are feeling kind of stuck to kind of get yeah. them over that hump? I think for me, one of the big things that shifted was the realization that I can talk to God just the same as I'm talking to you. Oh, I think that's process. something, yes. yeah, that's something I mentioned last time as well, but, um, I grew up in the church, which I am so grateful for, and I'm really thankful for that. But one of the things I learned at, at camp growing up, we called it TOG. Okay. Time Alone with God. Yes. It's the acronym for yeah. it, But uh, which is amazing. I love it. I still have time alone with God to this day. Right. Um, but I think one of the things that I learned that people weren't trying to teach me was that that was the time that I could talk to God. Uh, it, was, set aside. it was the yeah. set aside okay. quiet time in the morning or maybe in the evening um, with your Bible open 
and a cup of coffee. And that's the time that you could come and pray and talk to God. (laughs) Right. Um, But what I learned after really coming back to the faith and the Lord just kind of intervening in my life and saving me, one of the things that I learned was he actually doesn't only listen during those times. He doesn't actually only show up during those times that he's always with me. And so whether I'm driving in the car or if I'm at work and I can't figure out something that's going on, or if I just had a conversation with someone and I'm like, Oh, I don't know why I said that thing that way. Like that was probably so awkward. Like during all of these different moments during the day, I'll talk to God about all of them. Oh, wow. And like I said earlier, I'll just say things out loud with the awareness that he's with me and that he's in the room and that he wants to hear it. And so it feels much more like a relationship versus this um, transaction or, I don't know, like genie in a bottle that right. I ask for something from and then go about my day. It's yeah. more like spending my day with someone. Um like the Bible says that there's one that sticks closer than a brother. Right. And I have found that to be true. Yeah. That he's always here. I can always talk to him and he always wants to hear about all of it. So I think the practical piece in that would be, I think we can really overcomplicate things. Mm -hmm. It's not complicated. Yeah. He's here and he loves you and he likes talking to you. Um, And so I just think, have a conversation with him. Right. Talk to him, listen to him. It's, I don't know. It's, yeah, it's like you're giving people permission to be casual. Yeah. Because I realize he is a really big God, but yet because Jesus walked on the earth, he does know how you feel. He knows you have to go to work and he knows that there's traffic. And I mean, you know, he just, yeah. um, in that way, it is, it is a casual at times, you mm-hmm. know, um, I think I probably don't do that as well as you do. I feel like I really have to be intentional to remember that he's around me, you know, otherwise a lot of times, um, I know I had this really hard weekend and as soon as I got alone, I just thought I just need the strength of Jesus. And so I just had to picture him right next to me, you know, and I felt him there. And so we really didn't have even a conversation. I just knew I was not alone, but he, he had seen everything. He was there and I just was comforted knowing, okay, Jesus is with me. We're going to figure this out. You know, it's just, um, I don't know. I guess we, I always want to like make it all tied up in a pretty bow, you know, like that. And it really, in this case, it wasn't, he just was there and I felt better. It's almost that simple. Um, yeah. So it's just kind of interesting, but I, I want to be more intentional about trying to, uh, perceive his presence and be reminded that he's there and have those conversations. Did that just kind of come naturally for you to, or did that come from other things, practices in your life? Yeah. And I think as we talk about it, I, I'm probably making it seem easier than <laughs> it feels like at times. It really came out of desperation. Yes. Like I needed him. Right. Um, I have struggled with depression, anxiety for a long time. And um, years ago, when it was at its worst, that's whenever like 
I came back to walking with the Lord. And so whenever I began walking with him again, I was anxious about everything, like social anxiety through the roof, um, just feeling still the effects of feeling worthless and hopeless. Mm -hmm. Like I knew those things weren't true anymore. And I felt the presence of God in my life, but that didn't mean that everything was handled right away. So in that season, I would pray about everything because I didn't know what else to do. Right. So I would be going to hang out with friends and I'd be freaking out in the car because I was so scared to go be around people. I was just anxious. Yeah. And so the only thing I had to deal with that was to ask the Lord to be with me and to take that away. Okay. And so I think in that season of life, whenever everything was scary, for lack of a better word, um, I think that something... I think that the Lord gave me a grace in that season to come to him. And I think through that, he equipped me to keep doing it. Right. Um, And now it's just something that I just rely on him for everything. It sounds like you formed a habit, right? Even it was out of desperation, but it started becoming habitual. So now it's a little more easy. Right. Now it's easier for that flip to switch, like, oh, something's going on. I'm going to talk to him about yes. it. Yes. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, but I will also say this you mentioned like wanting to get alone with him mm-hmm. after a tough weekend. Right. That's where it's formed too. Yeah. So I don't want to discount talk, those yes. time alone with God. I don't want to discount a prayer closet or getting alone with him by any means. Right. I think that also is where you cultivate this relationship that you that you come to um and are aware of um just as you go right about your day. it really is multifaceted and maybe um the church or maybe as christians we've only are pushing one way you know mm-hmm. maybe unintentionally yeah but um i think that's part of what this podcast we're trying to do is we're trying to say that sometimes you are reading your bible and you're feeling God's truth and you're seeing his faithfulness. Mm-hmm. And then there's other days you are just talking to a friend and feeling the Lord speaking to them, you know, to you, um, or just the, his presence like you during the day or, um, leaning on him when you need more strength. You know, there's really so many parts of the Lord that he just, it's like he, there's all these blessings yeah. and he's like, whatever you need, I want to be here for you. Right. You know, and I think we kind of put him in these little silos yeah. and, and really he's so much bigger than that because he cares so much. You know, he's not like, it's just like this. And you have to do all these things. He's like, no, Jackson, I love you and your anxiety. I love you. If you just want me to help you solve your tech problem. You know, I mean, I know people that do that. They get even a technical issue or a financial issue and they just go, God, I don't know how to do this. I've been doing that with my, um, trying to set up this podcast. I I can't even tell you how many times one of them was today that I just, I got absolutely got stuck. And, you know, I, you got to set up all the things I'm doing, all the editing, all this stuff myself. But I finally just go, okay, Lord, you're going to have to help me do this. Because yeah. I just don't know what you're wanting me to do. And he just, he fixes it just like that. It's I like, know. okay, I don't, I should have done, probably prepared this a little bit differently. You know, <laughs> like, okay, God, just make it happen. But 
you yeah. know, I, again, it's such a relationship, right? right? It's just him saying, I'm here, Cheryl. I didn't ask you to do this and then just abandon you. I'm going to help you with all of these things that you don't understand. Yeah. It's like, really? Because the re- I thought the rest of the world would not believe that. But he, no, he is. He's I know. like, I'm happy to help you. I want to help you get this done since I asked you to do it. You yeah, know? right. So, I love that. Anyway. I <laughs> I literally pray for a parking spot the other day. Yeah. Like, I just don't think there's anything too small or too big. Right. To come to him with. Yeah. Just because he loves us completely. And you're right. You can't put him in a box. Like, he cares about everything. He loves you. So why wouldn't you ask him? Right. Yeah. So anyway, I, I love that. I think I've heard people with the parking lot thing. They've said, I just can't believe, you know, and they, they take one little slice of it. And then they can kind of demonize it. But I think Mm -hmm. what they're missing is that you have a whole big relationship with the Mm -hmm. Lord. You're not just going about your day asking Him to fix all the things. You have an intimate relationship with Him where you're praying and you're serving and you're loving your wife well. You know, and so, yeah, if something comes up and you need help, He's, you know, happy to help you or however that works out. But again, it's, it's a full picture of all of this that He wants to give you. Um, and I think sometimes we get super focused on one little thing and right. then we can say, oh, that sounds really crazy, you know, and, yeah. and miss out on everything else. Yeah. Yeah. So I should probably mention I didn't get the parking spot. <laughs> I parked pretty okay. far away. Yeah. But, hey, still we we're still hanging out together. Like, yeah, it was still good. So, right. I love it. Yeah. Um, okay. So I had uh, spoken to Jackson earlier, but I just, I do want to make an offering that, um, you know, we're just two people wanting to tell people about Jesus, mm-hmm. you know, we're, um, and if for some reason you want us to pray for you, we're happy to do that. Yeah. So you could message either one of us, Jackson Williams, I'll put his information in the episode notes, but you can private message us and we can just pray for you or, um, you know, talk to you about whatever questions you have. It doesn't have to be a really big thing. This is just what we're here. We just want people to know that Jesus we know because it's changed our lives because we have been lonely and desperate and didn't, had no way out. And we fell in love with Jesus because he was so good to us. Yeah. Yeah. And that's really what we're wanting. So, um, I did want to pray over our listeners, and I kind of just want to remind you that this is not a formal, like, closing prayer. I really want to, I want you to kind of just sit there and feel like I'm just praying over you, you know, not a bunch of people. I just want the Lord to bless you. I want, you know, you to know how good He is, um, and it re- I really want it to be kind of a blessing. So um, if you will kind of have that mindset as I pray and just allow the Lord to just speak to you. Um, allow God's love to just surround you and um, just be blessed, you know, just for for listening. So let me pray. Um, God, we love you so much. We want everyone to know how wonderful you are, that you are such a great God. But I pray for the person listening right now who is feeling lonely, that you would reach out to them in a mighty way, that you would... Um, you would encounter them in a way that makes sense to them and that you would show up and you would say, you're not alone. I have not left you. I am not mad at you. God, you know everything that we've done and yet you still love us. You still love us. So I just break off any shame that people are feeling that is not from the Lord. And I just pray peace 
to fall on those listening, the peace of Jesus, this peace that's bigger than the world can give. It passes all understanding. Lord, may your peace fall on them. And may they know inside that there is a God and they are loved, that Jesus Christ died for them and wants them to be set free. So I just extend freedom to you in Jesus' name, freedom to know Jesus, to be close to him, for him to go to work with you, to go to school with you, to go about your day when you're having hard things, and that you would just feel his closeness all around you and you would know that you are loved. So I just pray this over you, and I just bless you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. I hope you enjoyed this follow-up with Jackson. Our goal for this podcast is to have authentic conversations with those who have a personal relationship with Jesus. Next week, we will hear from Ms. Verlin about how to start reading the Bible.